Welcome to the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast. This episode is a narration of the 35th Sutta of the Middle Discourses of the Buddha, the Chula Satchika Sutta, which translates as the Shorter Discourse with Satchika. In this sutta, the Buddha is challenged by a debater named Satchika, who challenges the Buddha to a contest. Despite Satchika's bragging about how superior he is at debating, the Buddha is not at all perturbed. This translation of the Chula Satchika Sutta is by Bhikkhu Sajato and was sourced from Sutta Central. May you all benefit from hearing the original teachings of the Buddha. The Chula Satchika Sutta The Shorter Discourse with Satchika So I have heard at one time the Buddha was staying near Vesali at the Great Wood in the hall with the peaked roof. Now at that time Satchika, the son of Jain parents, was staying in Vesali. He was a debater and clever speaker, deemed holy by many people. He was telling a crowd in Vesali, I don't see any ascetic or Brahmin who would not shake and rock and tremble, sweating from the armpits, were I to take them on in debate. Not a leader of an order, or a community, or the teacher of a community, and not even one who claims to be a perfected one, a fully awakened Buddha. Even an insentient post would shake and rock and tremble, were I to take it on in debate. How much more than a human being? Then the Venerable Asaji, robed up in the morning, and taking his bowl and robe, entered Vesali for alms. As Satchika was going for a walk, he saw Asaji coming off in the distance. He approached him and exchanged greetings with him. When the greetings and polite conversation were over, Satchika stood to one side and said to Asaji, Master Asaji, how does the ascetic Gotama guide his disciples? And on what topics does instruction to his disciples generally proceed? Agivasena this is how the ascetic Gotama guides his disciples, and his instructions to disciples generally proceed on these topics. Form, feeling, perception, choices, and consciousness are impermanent. Form, feeling, perception, choices, and consciousness are not self. All conditions are impermanent. All things are not self. This is how the ascetic Gotama guides his disciples, and how instruction to his disciples generally proceeds. It's sad to hear, Master Asaji, that the ascetic Gotama has such a doctrine. Hopefully, sometime or other, I'll get to meet Master Gotama, and we can have a discussion. And hopefully, I can dissuade him from this harmful misconception. Now at the time, around 500 Lichavis were sitting together at the town hall on some business. Then Satchika went up to them and said, Come forth, good Lichavis, come forth. Today I am going to have a discussion with the ascetic Gotama. If he stands by the position stated to me by one of his well-known disciples, a mendicant named Asaji, I'll take him on in debate and drag him to and fro and round about. 
like a strong man, would grab a long-fleeced sheep by its fleece and drag it to and fro and round about. Taking him on in debate, I'll drag him to and fro and round about, like a strong brewer's worker would toss a large brewer's sieve into a deep lake, grab it by the corners and drag it to and fro and round about. Taking him on in debate, I'll shake him down and about and give him a beating, like a strong brewer's mixer would grab a strainer by the corners and shake it down and about and give it a beating. I'll play a game of ear-washing with the ascetic Gotama, like a 60-year-old elephant would plunge deep into a lotus pond and play a game of ear-washing. Come forth, good Lichavis, come forth. Today I am going to have a discussion with the ascetic Gotama. At that, some of the Lichavis said, How can the ascetic Gotama refute Sachika's doctrine when it is Sachika who will refute Gotama's doctrine? But some of the Lichavis said, Who is Sachika to refute the Buddha's doctrine when it is the Buddha who will refute Sachika's doctrine? Then Sachika, escorted by 500 Lichavis, went to the hall with the peaked roof in the great wood. At that time, several mendicants were walking mindfully in the open air. Then Sachika went up to them and said, Good sirs, where is Master Gotama at present? For we want to see him. Agivasena, the Buddha has plunged deep into the great wood and is sitting at the root of a tree for the day's meditation. Then Sachika, together with a large group of Lichavis, went to see the Buddha in the great wood and exchanged greetings with him. When the greetings and polite conversation were over, he sat down to one side. Before sitting down to one side, some of the Lichavis bowed. Some exchanged greetings and polite conversation. Some held up their joined palms towards the Buddha. Some announced their name and clan, while some kept silent. Then Sachika said to the Buddha, I'd like to ask Master Gotama about a certain point, if you'd take the time to answer. Ask what you wish, Agavasena. How does the ascetic Gotama guide his disciples, and, wh- and on what topics does instruction to his disciples generally proceed? This is how I guide my disciples, and my instructions to disciples generally proceed on these topics. Form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousness are impermanent. Form, feeling, perception, choices and consciousness are not self. All conditions are impermanent. All things are not self. This is how I guide my disciples and how instruction to my disciples generally proceeds. A simile strikes me, Master Gotama. Then speak as you feel inspired, said the Buddha. All the plants and seeds that achieve growth, increase and maturity do so depending on the earth and grounded on the earth. All the hard work that gets done depends on the earth and is grounded on the earth. In the same way, an individual's self is form. Grounded on form, they create merit and wickedness. An individual self is feeling, perception, choices and consciousness. Grounded on consciousness, 
they can create merit and wickedness. Agivasena, are you not saying this? Form is myself, feeling is myself, perception is myself, choices are myself, consciousness is myself. Indeed, Master Gotama, that is what I am saying, and this big crowd agrees with me. What has this big crowd to do with you? Please just unpack your own statement. Then, Master Gotama, what I am saying is this. Form is myself. Feeling is myself. Perception is myself. Choices are myself. Consciousness is myself. Well then, Nagevasena, I'll ask you about this in return, and you can answer as you like. What do you think, Agivasena? Consider an anointed aristocratic king such as Pasenadi of Kosala or Ajatasattu of Magadha, son of the princess of Vidaha. Would they have the power in their own realm to execute those who have incurred execution, fine those who have incurred fines, or banish those who have incurred banishment? An anointed king would have such power, Master Gotama. Even federations such as the Vajis and the Malas have such power in their own realm. So, of course, an anointed king such as Pesenadi or Ajatasattu would wield such power, as is their right. What do you think, Agivasena? When you say, form is myself, do you have power over that form to say, may my form be like this, may it not be like that? When he said this, Sachika kept silent. The Buddha asked the question a second time, but Sachika still kept silent. So the Buddha said to Sachika, Answer now, Agivasena. Now is not the time for silence. If someone fails to answer a legitimate question when asked three times by the Buddha, their head explodes into seven pieces, there and then. Now at that time the spirit Vajirapani taking up a burning iron thunderbolt, blazing and glowing, stood in the sky above Sachika, thinking, if this Sachika doesn't answer when asked a third time, I'll blow his head into seven pieces there and then. And both the Buddha and Sachika could see Vajirapani. Sachika was terrified, shocked and awestruck. Looking to the Buddha for shelter, protection and refuge, he said, Ask me, Master Gotama, I will answer. What do you think, Agivasena? When you say, form is myself, do you have the power over that form to say, may my form be like this, may it not be like that? No, Master Gotama. Think about it, Agivasena. You should think before answering. What you said before and what you said after don't match up. What do you think, Agivasena? When you say, feeling is myself, do you have the power over that feeling to say, May my feeling be like this, may it not be like that? No, Master Gotama. Think about it, Agavasena. You should think before answering. What you said before and what you said after don't match up. What do you think, Agavasena? When you said, Perception is myself, do you have the power over that perception to say, May my perception be like this? 
May it not be like that? No, Master Gotama. Think about it, Agavasena. You should think before answering. What you said before and what you said after don't match up. What do you think, Agavasena? When you say, choices are myself, do you have the power over those choices to say, may my choices be like this, may they not be like that? No, Master Gotama. Think about it, Agavasena. You should think before answering. What you said before and what you said after don't match up. What do you think, Agavasena? When you say, consciousness is myself, do you have the power over that consciousness to say, may my consciousness be like this, may it not be like that? No, Master Gotama. Think about it, Agavasena. You should think before answering. What you said before and what you said after don't match up. What do you think, Agivasena? Is form permanent or impermanent? Impermanent. But if it's impermanent, is it suffering or happiness? Suffering. But if it's impermanent, suffering and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus? This is mine. I am this. This is myself. No, Master Gotama. What do you think, Agivasena? Is feeling, perception, choices, consciousness permanent or impermanent? Impermanent. But if it's impermanent, is it suffering or happiness? Suffering. But if it's impermanent, suffering and perishable, is it fit to be regarded thus? This is mine. I am this. This is myself. No, Master Gotama. What do you think, Agivasena? Consider someone who clings, holds and attaches to suffering, regarding it as thus, This is mine. I am this. This is myself. Would such a person be able to completely understand suffering themselves or live having wiped out suffering? How could they? No, Master Gotama. What do you think, Agivasena? This being so, aren't you someone who clings, holds and attaches to suffering, regarding it thus, this is mine, I am this, this is myself? How could I not? Yes, Master Gotama. Suppose, Agivasena, there was a person in need of heartwood, wandering in search of heartwood. They'd take a sharp axe and enter a forest. There they'd see a big banana tree, straight and young, and grown free of defects. They'd cut it down at the base, cut off the top, and unroll the coiled seeds. But they wouldn't even find sapwood, much less heartwood. In the same way, when pursued, pressed, and grilled by me on your own doctrine, you turn out to be void, hollow, and mistaken. But it was you who stated before the assembly of Vaisali, I don't see any ascetic or Brahmin who would not shake and rock and tremble, sweating from the armpits, were I to take them on in debate. Not a leader of an order or a community, or the teacher of a community, and not even one who claims to be a perfected one, a fully awakened Buddha. Even an insentient post would shake and rock and tremble, were I to take it on in debate, how much more than a human being? 
but sweat is pouring from your forehead. It's soaked through your robe and drips on the ground, while I have no sweat on my body. So the Buddha revealed his golden body to the assembly. When this was said, Satchika sat silent, dismayed, shoulders drooping, downcast, depressed, with nothing to say. Knowing this, Dalichavi Dumuka said to the Buddha, A simile strikes me, blessed one. Then speak as you feel inspired, said the Buddha. Sir, suppose there was a lotus pond not far from a town or village, and a crab lived there. Then several boys or girls would leave the town or village and go to the pond, where they'd pull out the crab and put it on dry land. Whenever that crab extended a claw, those boys or girls would snap, crack and break it off with a stick or a stone. And when that crab's claws had all been snapped, cracked and broken off, it wouldn't be able to return down into that lotus pond. In the same way, sir, the Buddha has snapped, cracked and broken off all of Satchika's twists, ducks and dodges. Now he can't get near the Buddha again looking for a debate. But Satchika said to him, Hold on, Dumaka, hold on. I wasn't talking with you. I was talking with Master Gotama. Master Gotama, leave aside that statement I made, as did various other ascetics and Brahmins. It was, like, just a bit of nonsense. How do you define a disciple of Master Gotama who follows instructions and responds to advice, who has gone beyond doubt, got rid of indecision, gained assurance, and is independent of others in the teacher's instructions? It's when one of my disciples truly sees any kind of form at all, past, future, or present, internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all form, with right understanding. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. They truly see any kind of feeling, perception, choices, consciousness at all, past, future or present, internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all consciousness with right understanding. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. That's how to define one of my disciples who follows instructions and responds to advice, who has gone beyond doubt, got rid of indecision, gained assurance, and is independent of others in the teacher's instructions. But how do you define a mendicant who is a perfected one, with defilements ended, who has completed the spiritual journey, done what had to be done, laid down the burden, achieved their own true goal, utterly ended the fetters of rebirth, and is rightly freed through enlightenment? It's when one of my disciples truly sees any kind of form at all, past, future or present, internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all form, with right understanding. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. And having seen this with right understanding, they're freed by not grasping. 
they truly see any kind of feeling, perception, choices, consciousness at all, past, future or present, internal or external, coarse or fine, inferior or superior, far or near, all consciousness, with right understanding. This is not mine. I am not this. This is not myself. And having seen this with right understanding, they're freed by not grasping. That's how to define a mendicant who is a perfected one, with defilements ended, who has completed the spiritual journey, done what had to be done, laid down the burden, achieved their own true goal, utterly ended the fetters of rebirth, and is rightly freed through enlightenment. A mendicant whose mind is freed like this has three unsurpassable qualities. Unsurpassable seeing, practice and freedom. They honour, respect, esteem and venerate only the realised one. The blessed one is awakened, tamed, serene, crossed over and extinguished. And he teaches Dhamma for awakening, self-control, serenity, crossing over and extinguishment. When he had spoken, Satchika said to him, Master Gotama, it was rude and impudent of me to imagine I could attack you in debate. For a person might find safety after attacking a rutting elephant, but not after attacking Master Gotama. A person might find safety after attacking a blazing mass of fire, but not after attacking Master Gotama. They might find safety after attacking a poisonous viper, but not after attacking Master Gotama. It was rude and impudent of me to imagine I could attack you in debate. Would Master Gotama, together with the mendicant Sangha, please accept tomorrow's meal from me? The Buddha consented with silence. Then, knowing that the Buddha had consented, Satchika addressed those Lichavis. Listen, gentlemen. I have invited the ascetic Gotama together with the Sangha of mendicants for tomorrow's meal. You may all bring me what you think is suitable. Then, when the night had passed, those Litavis presented Satchika with an offering of 500 servings of food. And Satchika had delicious fresh and cooked foods prepared in his own home. Then he had the Buddha informed of the time, saying, It's time, Master Gotama. The meal is ready. Then the Buddha robed up in the morning and, taking his bowl and robe, went to Sachika's park, where he sat on the seat spread out, together with the Sangha of mendicants. Then Sachika served and satisfied the mendicant Sangha, headed by the Buddha with his own hands, with delicious, fresh and cooked foods. When the Buddha had eaten and washed his hand and bowl, Sachika took a low seat and sat to one side. Then Satsuka said to the Buddha, Master Gotama, may the merit and growth of the merit in this gift be for the happiness of the donors. Agivasena, whatever comes from giving to a recipient of a religious donation such as yourself, who is not freed of greed, hatred and delusion, will accrue to the donors. Whatever comes from giving to a recipient of a religious donation such as myself, who is freed of greed, hatred and delusion, will accrue to you.
This ends the Chula Sanchika Sutta. If you've enjoyed listening to the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast, please subscribe via your favorite podcast player and share this podcast with friends. If you'd like to find out more about the Buddha's Wisdom Podcast, you can go to the Everyday Dhamma website where you'll find all previous episodes along with the text version of the sutta. If you'd like to support this free distribution Dhamma project by making a one-off or recurring donation, follow the Ko-Fi link in the show notes below. Thank you for listening. May you all find happiness and peace. Thank you.